You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in Winning Cures Everything. It is Monday, April the 26th. I'm Gary. I'm Chris. And we have got Chris on the phone today. But you know what? Uh, we, we had to get our Monday show in. So, so we're doing it. Slightly early, but uh, but we got Chris on the phone, so we are ready to rock and roll. Again, like I said, we've both got things happening. It's going to be a fast one today, but we do have topics that we want to discuss. Before we roll with that, winningcureseverything.com is the website. You can find everything you need to know about us over there, and you can also find our college football show at sbrpicks.com slash ncaaf, or just search out SBR Picks on YouTube. That is the easiest way to do it. Uh, that show comes out every Wednesday so go and double-check it. And we also uh, we do articles and whatnot every now and then, especially during the season. So go and check that out, sbrpicks.com slash NCAAF. Let's go ahead and fire right into this thing. Chris, uh, first off, how is your day? How's everything going with you? Oh, man, it's fine. Just running. Just running nonstop, right? I, I actually just got back home to the studio where I could actually call you to be able to do this. So, yeah, we, we've both been running quite a bit. I'm glad that things are going well. Uh, hopefully it was a good weekend. I know we had a lot of fun with the UFC stuff. I, I talked about it yesterday. We won't talk about it on today's show because we're in kind of a hurry, but let's, let's jump into the first topic. And that would be your boy Vikings wide receiver, Justin Jefferson. His, uh, his get gritty emote is going to be available on Fortnite. And this is the first NFL player that is doing it. Um, how big of a deal do you feel like this is? I mean, what's it, you know, obviously we don't know a ton about Fortnite, but yeah, it's weird. This is not a world that I'm in. Okay, I don't, I don't understand the gaming world at all. I barely understand how to use the internet. Um, and and it's just one of those situations where I think it's a big deal, but I don't, I don't know how to equate it or monetize it or or like put it into any type of like perspective of what it actually is. Because I don't know what an emote is. I know I just sound like a ridiculous old man, but you know, <laughs> I, I think it is a big deal. 
So here's here's what uh, the article from NFL.com actually says. Uh, starting Wednesday, the Viking star receiver will have his signature dance, uh, the Gritty, featured as a Fortnite celebration, which is also known as an emote. Uh, the game is apparently a huge deal within the NFL community. Jefferson will be the first player to be featured as part of the league's continued partnership with Epic Games. So basically what it is, is it's it's his signature dance that he does whenever he scores a touchdown or makes a big play or whatever. Uh, and it will be available for you know characters on the game to celebrate with and, and all that. And I think it's a big deal. I mean, it's this is a huge community. Obviously, everybody knows how big Fortnite is, even if you don't play it. Yeah. Oh, so, no, yeah, yeah. I'm very well aware of what Fortnite is and its reach. Absolutely. Yes, it is massive. So, you know, um, this is about as big as it gets for somebody. Uh, McKinnon jumps in on Facebook, by the way. Oh, anybody that wants to jump in on the chat, you are welcome to do so. Anything, any of the different platforms that we are on right now will populate right there in the bottom left-hand corner of your screen. So, happy Monday to you as well, McKinnon. Uh, yes, uh, Jefferson told uh, DeStefano, every time I scored, I was doing it. Everybody was just wanting or waiting for me to do it when I made it to the NFL. Uh, he, he said that he knew that this dance was going to follow him to the pros. Um, he hit the dance on a national stage against Texas. It became the Tigers' go-to celebration during their ensuing national championship run. Like, this is... The videos of it are really, really cool. So Yes, I've watched, I've watched a lot of the videos today as I've been running around and playing on my phone. And... Um, Really, just just interesting going down the Justin Jefferson, Jefferson, Justin Jefferson rabbit hole. Um, I just watched out and I shared out to our group text with the guys um, uh, a video, basically by NFL memes. I think on Twitter shared out. It, it, it's basically the Vikings organization laughing at the Eagles. Oh yeah, because they knew the Eagles were going to take a receiver, and when they took Jalen Rieger and not uh, Justin Jefferson, like. How did he in right then? Get on the phone, get on the phone, get him on the phone, let's take him, and they're just laughing. Like, this is the guy we want. This is the guy we thought was the best receiver. And and what he has done in the NFL this year so far, you know, if you're an LSU fan, if you're a Vikings fan, um, if, if you're a, 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 a nonpartisan member of, of, of just an NFL fan, you love Justin Jefferson, you love what he's doing. You know, yes. it's it, it's the rivals of him that don't, and that's okay. That's the way the sport's supposed to happen. Um, but 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 he's just one of the funnest, seemingly the best dudes, you know, out there. And he's performing, basically outperforming every every measurable metric that they thought, you know, they would get from him in the league. Yeah, yeah, you are uh, you are correct. I'm, you know, I I, I obviously love him. Like, I've been a, a fan of what he was capable of doing. Now, I am an Alabama fan, so it is incredibly difficult to do so, but there's no way that you can't root for the kid. And and this is a big deal because it it kind of introduces more kids to the NFL game, and I think that's what they're doing with this uh, this partnership. So I'm, I'm a fan of it. Anything you can do to draw more eyeballs, uh, even though they are already the highest-rated sports uh, programming in the country, maybe the world, uh, outside of soccer, I guess, but anything you can do to get more people interested in the game, I think you have to do it. So I think it's a smart move. We'll uh, we'll move on from that one, and let's talk about this. Madison Bumgarner uh, pitched in Atlanta on Sunday afternoon for a seven inning game and and threw a no hitter. And now 
we don't really know exactly what to do with it, right? So this all came about because of the the coronavirus pandemic and whatnot. They were trying to get in as many games as possible without wearing out the players. And what they did was they moved the doubleheaders to only seven innings apiece so that you don't have uh, the possibility of extra innings, you know, to where players are playing 18 to 20 innings a ga- uh, in, in one day. All of this different things, it's it's a change. And I, I don't know if it's here for the long haul or if it's just here for these two seasons or what, but they had, you know, two seven-inning games on Sunday, and Bumgarner threw a no-hitter in the second game. So, Chris, apparently it's not going to count as one. Would you count this as a no-hitter? No, no, I wouldn't. It, it's, it's, a, it's about getting 27 out. It's, if you were to if you were to cut off, I know that he couldn't get more out because of the because of the length of the game. Like it was over. I understand that. But if you were to cut off no hitters and perfect games after seven innings, I, I bet I bet there would have been over a thousand. I, mean, I can't I can't tell you how many games every year go into a no hitter or a perfect game going into the ninth inning, and and, and even more than that go into the eighth inning. And and so with that being said, you just you just can't do it. Bumgarner, you know, he's fine. Listen, this is, this is not somebody like like Steven Strasburg who just seems to be frail and care about what people think of him. Like like this is this is a guy that doesn't give a shit. Okay, he's just a country boy that is a that is a hard nosed ball player. He don't give a damn if you credit him with the no hitter or not. He wants to get everybody out. All right, that's it. Yeah, and. and and that's that's it. The other thing to speak of this is they played fourteen innings Sunday, right? Correct. The Braves only got one hit in fourteen innings. The yeah. collective group of pitchers that pitched in the other game only gave up one hit. That's a, there is there is such a ba- or such a thing as a bad day. So you know in yeah. sports they talk about I ah, just had a bad game. Man, when you play two games in the same day and you can't get a hit for nothing. Against different yeah, pitchers, you can say, <laughs> that's a bad day. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, the uh, the league said on Sunday that it would abide by the definition of the uh, Elias Sports Bureau. No hitters by teams and individuals shall not be credited in scheduled seven-inning games unless the game goes to extra innings and the team or individual in a complete game pitches at least nine innings and does not allow a hit. Yeah. I, I so think it makes sense. Because it, it's, it's the exact same as if it's a rain-delayed game. If if you go seven innings or, or eight and a half innings or whatever it is, and and the rain and the game like gets delayed, but you had a perfect game going into it, it doesn't count. It's it's fine. Like they're going to call the game, and then they're going to to whatever the final is is going to be the score in the books. Like you're not going to make it up. You're not going to start it over. Once you're past, I think five innings, like the game the game is officially in the books, and therefore. You, you know, you don't get the perfect game if it was called because of some lightning delay or power outage or, you know, act of God. So this, this is the exact same thing. It, you know, I, I don't even know that it sucks. It, it's just one more accolade that Bumgarner doesn't get to put on his belt, but he's got a ton of them. He's one of the best pitchers in our lifetime. Now, he's obviously a little long in the tooth, and, and his best days are behind him, but this was an unbelievable outing, obviously. and. I, I cannot we I can't count the number of pitchers that would have no hitters if we only played seven innings. Yeah. That's the only reason you can't do it is because then 
what do you do with all these other guys that have had 70 no-hitters or, hell, perfect games for that matter? Yeah, no, that's that's a valid point. Bumgarner, you talked about him being a little long in the tooth. He uh, he signed a five-year, $85 million uh, contract with the Diamondbacks in December 2019. He had yeah. been 2-6 with a 7.16 ERA in 13 Arizona starts, none lasting even six innings. So this was yeah. well, way That, that was all blue. coming off an injury. When he left the Giants, he had hurt himself twice, um, like riding quads, like riding four-wheelers on his damn ranch in the offseason and stuff like that. And, and and he just wouldn't stop. He just would never slow down. And because of that, he, he just stayed hurt all the time. But it wasn't baseball injuries. It was always, you know, off-the-field injuries. And I yeah. just think the Giants – tired of that stuff and they they traded him and then the diamondbacks have kind of you know they supported him but if he's healthy man he's a monster he's just a monster yeah he uh he has thrown four one hitters including three that were no hitters through seven innings so he said on sunday he probably could have completed it this time which of course you're gonna say that right i mean oh i was feeling good and (laughs) and he should say that by the way that's what makes him great no i mean it makes perfect sense makes perfect sense uh, let's talk about, uh, you know, a little more LSU news now. And like I said, this is going to be a quick one today, so we are rolling through it. But your LSU Tigers women's basketball team hired Kim Mulkey, who, for those that are not familiar with the sport, she was Baylor's head coach. She won three national titles, made it to four uh, Final Fours at Baylor, was the second highest paid coach in women's basketball under Gino Ariema, the legendary UConn coach. And now she is the highest paid coach in all of women's college basketball, making uh, the report is about $2.5 million annually. And this, I don't think that this was necessarily money. She was at Baylor for 21 years. I think this was a situation where she wanted to go home. Right, and she played at LSU. She is the the first person in NCAA women's basketball history to win a national championship as a player, an assistant, and as a head coach. Uh, she's won an Olympic gold medal in 1984. Like incredibly, uh, uh, what's the, what's the word? Um, accomplished. There we go. Incredibly accomplished. And it's it's strange to see somebody that's 58 years old that has spent two decades at one school finally decide, you know what, I'm going to go back, you know, over to uh, to where I came from. I I think, is, is there something more to it being in, in women's basketball, or is it just sometimes people just want to go home and try and fix a situation that they uh, that they know that they can fix? Well, you, you, never, you never stop loving the things that you love, okay? And, and this is a lady that grew up in Louisiana, all right? And, and even, hell, even people like Coach Oak, didn't even go to LSU, okay? Yeah. But 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 if you if you live in a state like Ohio or Arkansas or Louisiana, and there's one major powerhouse school, and all the rest of the schools are just much smaller or private, everybody in the state roots for that one powerhouse. Every person that goes to Tulane that is from Louisiana loves LSU. Every person that is from Louisiana that goes to Louisiana, La Tech, Louisiana Monroe. They all love LSU. But you find the same thing in Ohio. You find the same thing in Arkansas. And and, and, and I'm sure there's probably other states like that that I'm just not thinking of. But those are, those are just three big ones that I, I associate with and I, I know I'm around. Um, but, but yeah, you, 
there's a love for that place, and that's never going away. And if you have the opportunity to go work there and to go do great things at a place that you actually have this emotional tie and, and, and nostalgia for, there's it's it's not a dollar figure. But else, you didn't make it about a dollar figure. They made her the highest paid woman's coach, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. No, I, I, I misspoke, by the way. It was Louisiana Tech where she played and, and coached. Yeah, and I was about to say, she didn't yeah. go to LSU. No, do that. I, yeah, but she's she's from Louisiana. So, yeah, yeah. But she's from Louisiana, and, and you grow up loving. I mean, that's just, that's just how it is. Every person I knew when I was working in, our, in Jonesboro um, that, that went to Arkansas State or worked at Arkansas State, 100% of them were diehard Hall fans. All of them. If you cared about athletics at all, you were di- not one person. They all liked Arkansas State. That's the school they went to, but they loved Arkansas. Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, it, it's the state school. That's the way it works. Uh, Brown Yeti jumped in, said, sup, fellas? He said, turtle power. Uh, that's in reference to my uh, my story last night about the Florida turtle that smashed through uh, somebody's windshield on the highway. And, uh, and Akbar jumped in. So, what's up, guys? Happy Monday. Let's cash some tickets. Nice to see everybody in, of course. Thank you for jumping into the chat and for watching the show. We appreciate you guys. For sure, uh, yeah, Kim Mulkey. Uh, I, I I think it's it's a little bit uncommon to see somebody that is that accomplished uh, decide to leave a place that she has become super comfortable with. But I mean, she's been there for twenty one years. You know, at, maybe it was time for a change of scenery. Who knows? But I'm, uh, you know, I'm I'm excited about it. We will see what LSU does, but. You know, this is one of the good things about having these gigantic TV contracts from football, right? You have the money to be able to spend, even though LSU uh, women's basketball has not been great for a while. Um, you know, you now have the money to be able to support that program and go and get somebody that knows what they are doing that can turn it around. Uh, you, uh, I'm going to assume that you were pretty excited to watch the women coming up this uh, this coming season, right? Yeah, and and let me tell you this: this is this is not. This didn't go unseen in my mind, okay? There's there's a lot of – LSU's got, obviously, some Title IX issues, okay? Yes. We we have potentially two great predators that, that roamed LSU for a couple of years that, that, that are, I guess, alleged predators. Um, it, it doesn't hurt that LSU is one of the – you know, national favorites or national powerhouses in, in gymnastics. They, they, they just had the winningest volleyball player in all of NCAA history just is going to graduate this year, just finished her, her volleyball career at LSU. Um, like like the, the softball team is getting a lot of support right now, and then now getting women's basketball team. Like putting women's sports on the forefront and making it a priority is not a – a bad idea for the athletic department at LSU right now trying to say, listen, we, we had problems in the past, but today we, we support our women's programs and we're not just going to support them and cheering for them and, and hoping they do well. We're going to give them the funding. We're going to give them the resources and we're going to bring in the best coaches in the world for this. And, and, and we're going to be known as a national powerhouse for women and women athletics. Um, that that doesn't absolve any mistakes or problems that you've had in the past, but it shows you're trying to be better. And and I that's I, I think I see that. I'm not I'm not you know so naive to think that hey we got a lot of Title Nine problems. It probably wouldn't be a bad idea 
if we tried to make our women's sports as good as we can um, and uh, in a place where, where, where young women want to come to LSU and, uh, and, and maybe erase some of, some of that ugly past. So that was something I thought about. That's a, it's a really smart idea uh, when you think of it from that perspective, right? Uh, and, I, I mean, and if you've got the money. If I was the athletic director, I got all this cash. We can only build so many weight rooms, okay? I, I'm not – you know me. I'm, I'm, once you have the nicest facilities in the world, I'm very much against the, the you know, the, the waterfalls and, and the, and the putt-butt courses and all that stuff. Like, no, put that shit in the actual stuff that people need. Like, yes. let's stop the charade of what this is. And, and if you need to start putting it into women's sports, then that's what LSU probably should make a priority. I think it's a smart idea. I think go and get the best coaches and, and become a powerhouse at as many different uh, sports as you possibly can. I think it's smart. I think it's absolutely smart. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So, speaking of you know, powerhouses and all that. Let's move on. Friday night, or Friday afternoon, it was dropped from the CFP committee that they have started discussing ideas for college football playoff expansion. Now, like I said, we can't spend too long on this. We are going to go in-depth in it on the college football show over at SBR. So, again, check out sbrpicks.com slash NCAAF. Uh, That show will be out on Wednesday. But... They announced uh, they have looked at 63 different options for a 6-team, 8-team, 10-team, 12-team, and 16-team playoff. It's probably not going to happen within the next couple of years. Uh, But the contract is up in 2025, and and then we'll see. Could it happen before 2025? Yes, but you would have to have all 12 members. That's, uh, That's the 11 presidents and chancellors and whoever else is associated with it. Um, if you, if you have to get all of them unanimously to approve this before the contract can change. And at that point you have to enter negotiations. It's just a whole thing. But after 2025, anything is possible. Chris, what, what were your thoughts here? Did you, uh, you know, you, you kind of feel good about this? Yeah, I think, I think we're definitely going to get expansion. Okay. I I don't think you float this out there if you're not going to, like, there's no way you can float this out there. And then ten years from now, we're still doing the the the, the four teams. Yeah, like like that's just that doesn't make any sense. Um, I think they're trying to do a little bit of let's read the tea leaves and let's see what people think, um, kind of thing, which is probably smart. But also, you're going to get a whole lot of uneducated people's opinion about it that uh, that just a set in their ways or 
are they they don't they don't understand the you know the importance of, of more um, in a, in a situation like this. Um, but but you know I think we're definitely getting something. The beauty of doing it this way is like under a normal the way college football would always work is so let's say when this contract is up they would add two more teams and we'll make it a 16 playoff and then we'll do that for a decade and a half and then you know we might add two more and go to eight teams and then you know maybe my kids will have kids that will one day see an 18 playoff you know what i'm saying yeah yeah but but having the conversation the way they're having it now says you know they're not opposed to going straight days or even making it bigger and and that that I guess gives me a little bit of hope. I just want forward. Listen, I'm not the guy that likes change just for change's sake, but I do think you need to change the sport of college football. They have made it to where the champion is all that matters, and nothing, none of the rest of these games matter. Well, you can't say you love the pageantry and then say nothing matters but the champion because those two things don't make sense. Exactly, okay? they have they, they have fundamentally shifted. Uh, the foundation of college sports, like of college football. They have made it where uh, nobody else matters other than, especially in college football, than those four teams that make the playoff. So if that is the purpose, if you get blown out in that playoff, you don't matter either. And all we do is say, well, the next time you get a chance, we're not letting you in because you suck. It, it, that, that's, that's not what this is supposed to be about. It's just not. The right, year that LSU have, ran through everybody it, two years ago. Last year when Alabama ran through everybody and they didn't play anybody close. The, the justification says is why make it bigger? Nobody was beating them. That's not what matters. If you let Cincinnati in and Cincinnati matches up against Clemson and Cincinnati pulls that upset, that matters. That's a big deal. Or, you or know? even if Ohio State and Alabama still rolled through everybody and you got – uh, Cincinnati against say say it was sixteen teams and Cincinnati and Georgia made it in and Cincinnati found a way to pull that game out. Uh, yes. that's massive. Even if they didn't, you would still get a game that mattered that came right down to the wire that came to a last second yes. field goal. That's a playoff game that actually sent a team further into the playoffs. Those those things matter. And, and, in this it, and it changes and it changes that school forever. They don't even have to win the upset. How many big-time college basketball teams go to the wire with some of these um, young, just lit, not maybe not young because most of these teams are more experienced, but like just these, these no-name programs that nobody's ever heard of before that get a tournament, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, it changes the whole trajectory of everything. Those highlights live on forever in that school. Yes. Oh, absolutely. I th- think about Valparaiso. Everybody knows Valparaiso because of Bryce Drew and what he did against Ole Miss back, what is that, 25 years ago, Twenty, however long ago it was. I mean, it's a long time. Um, let's see, Brad's Crazy Life said, I'm in Mississippi today, boys. We need 16 teams, period. Uh, and then McKinnon said, so if we expand the playoff, where do we all think it should go as far as number? I'd like to think it'd be good at like 8 to 10 teams. That might extend it too long for some people, but with the NFL season expanding, I can't imagine being a uh, too much of an interference. Uh, Brown, no, I've, said, been, I've been on the 16 team forever. Gary has finally yep. converted over to 16. Um, he saw he saw the error his ways and saw the light. And uh, and 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 I think there's no there's no reason to not do it. Okay, to say the oh, the season lasts too long. As soon as the season's over with, 
one week later, everybody's in god dang withdrawals from having not college football, okay? Yep. So, so to say it lasts too long is just the most bullshit reason you could ever give. I, I will tell you this. I don't know that there's a way to do 16 without, uh, without cutting back on the number of regular season games, and, and you would certainly have to cut out the conference championship game. So the playoff well, the ESPN, championship game even if we even if we go to eight well but it, the only way to get it to go is to for ESPN or whoever ends up with the rights to the playoff after 2025 whoever ends up with those rights would have to pay enough to the conferences right off the bat to get them to do away with the conference playoff or the conference championship game anyway because that is a massive cash cow from a television angle from the butts in the seats, you know, all that. It's just a massive, massive moneymaker for them. They're not going to just do away with that on their own. So, but both of them, but both of the teams and all the, if they go to 16, all of the teams in the Power Five that make it to the conference championship game, almost all of them are going to be in the playoffs. So, yes, typically, but, you know, almost, almost. They're going to be your situations, you know. Where, where there's not, where, where the losing team doesn't. But, like, almost all the rest of them would be in the playoffs, and therefore you, th- those conferences are going to get money for those games. They're Like, it's going to equal out to be the same. Yeah. that's I, I think I think you're probably right. Um, but, I, you know, I, we'll see. We'll see what they end up doing. I am curious about teams it. Don't have to, hang on. Alabama and Georgia don't have to play each other for both of them to make it to the playoffs. They're going to go to two different venues, but their fans are still going to get like <clears throat> gate. They're still both going to get in the game. The, the 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 money you're going to get from both of those games, your half of both those games, is going to equal the same as if they were both playing in one game, maybe more because now they're spread across. Um, and then if your conference is like the SEC, you're undoubtedly going to get three teams in a lot of the years. So basically, every other year you would probably get three teams in instead of two. That that just has to like somebody has to sit down and do the math and say this is stupid. Why are we not doing this? And if you're the Pac-12, you're getting left out of this pony all the time. So now you never get left out. If you're the ACC or the 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 the, the Big Ten or the Big Twelve, sometimes you get left out. So, you know, now you don't have to worry about ever getting left out ever again. So the SEC, it was the one where their conference tournament makes the most amount of money, their, their conference thing. But, like, it, it would make more money because now we get three teams in the same deal instead of two. And we assume our teams are going to last longer. And so as long as we get one horse at the end of this thing, we're just going to keep getting extra games. Yeah, I, I do agree with you. I I have to assume because there are years where, you know, the Pac-12 champ is is not a top sixteen team or whatever. You and have to make it worthwhile for wanna, them as well. I got. You know? I, I have to get. I literally have a hard out. I have to get out of here in like eight minutes. You're but good. I want to address that we got to cut the regular season schedule back because it's that is just bullshit. Right now they play twelve games of a regular season. All right, then they play a championship game. Okay, that's thirteen. And then if you win the championship, you played fifteen games. Right. So if you add two more games to that, 16-17, 70% of the guys that are playing in the playoffs are about to graduate or finish up and go to the NFL where they're all going to play 17 regular season games. I wonder if, if the NIL changes it. Sizes. You've got 100 players on your damn team 
The NFL's got 56. I wonder if the NIL is, is going to change this Are you out. kidding me? Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. I wonder if, because the players will start being paid uh, with the NIL, I wonder if that changes the way that they look at this. Because it, before, a big excuse has been the safety of the players, making sure there's not too many games, they don't want it to be a two-semester sport, all that good stuff. Um, you know, I, I, Matt Miller jumped in, by the way, and said uh, 10 regular season games, eight conference games. Like, I'm I'm down with that. I'm down with whatever. Um, I just, you know, I... <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine with that, but I want zero pay for play. I want yeah. Zero, no, no, I want agreed. that number to go yeah. zero. That means you don't get to play. LSU doesn't get to bring McNeese State in and pay him a million dollars to kick their ass. We're yeah. done with that. McNeese State's just going to have to get their money somewhere else. Yeah, I'm. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. Uh, by the way, Matt Miller said Chris is looking smexy. Uh, I put your picture up on the uh, on the screen today. It's it's the one from our our old tunica days. <laughs> so, um, and then of course, uh, let's see, Casey jumping in with, uh, with Lance, uh, going second or third. That's a guarantee. Uh, Matt Miller said fields is who he's referring to as far as second best quarterback, you know, a bunch of, bunch of NFL draft stuff reminding everybody, of course, NFL draft. We are live streaming with our boys from the Westlot pirates this Thursday night. We are going to let Chris get out of here and we are going to close out the show. Chris, uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and let you jump out. I know you got a hard out, so I'll, uh, I'll highlight you later. <laughs> so we'll close out the show with this uh you you guys talking nfl draft we will be on with the Westlot pirates thursday night on this youtube channel right here 7 p.m if you are not subscribed already go ahead and make sure that you do hit the little bell for the notification for when we go live we will have another live show on wednesday and then thursday night 7 p.m is when we're going to go live we will spend the next couple of days you know talking some nfl draft running through uh, Casey said Lance is the second-best quarterback, followed by Jones at third, Fields at fourth, and Wilson fifth. Jones, Fields, and Wilson are all career backups at best. Uh, I don't agree with that whatsoever. Trey Lance, you've only seen one season. In his national championship game, he threw the ball 11 times. Uh, the coaching staff didn't trust him to throw the football to win the game, and they didn't have to. They That's a running team. They ran over everybody when they were in the national championship, you know, back in 2019. But, I, you know, I just... I, I don't, I don't buy the Trey Lance hype. Um, Casey, Jones might be a journeyman Fitz magic type. Uh, he might be, or he might be exactly what the 49ers need. You never know. I, I think that he's pretty fantastic. Coaches rave about him and his ability to break down defenses. I, you saw it last year. I mean, he was pretty incredible last year, and I understand he's got a lot of talent in Alabama, but, you know, it, it, Tua didn't win a national championship as a starter, so... I don't know. Uh, Casey said, it's the upside Gary. It's Mahomes high. He's going to be a superstar. And we've said that about a lot of guys. You know, we have said that a lot. And I, I wish that I could buy into guys the same way you do, Casey, but I, I can't do it. I can't do it. All right, I'm going to get out of here. I've got a heart out as well. You guys have been fantastic. Thank you for jumping in with us a little early today. Uh, we, we, had, we got a lot going on today. A lot going on. Both Chris and myself are different jobs and uh, our, our current combined job with SBR and whatnot. So, I'm going to go ahead and close it out. Uh, Brad's Crazy Life said, Jones is smart as hell. Yes, he certainly is. Uh, it's It's been shown multiple times. He is ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous at, at uh, recalling information. And and you can't teach that. So, anyway, we'll be back. We'll talk more NFL Draft on the Tuesday, Tuesday night, Wednesday podcast, whatever it is. We will talk more NFL Draft on the Wednesday live show, Thursday podcast. And then, of course, Thursday night, we've got our NFL draft. We'll be here live. Hopefully, you all will join us. Go to winningcureseverything.com. 
Go to sbrpicks.com slash NCAAF. And I think that is going to be it for us. So you guys, take care of yourself, take care of each other, and hopefully, hopefully, all of your tickets cash this week. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at GaryWCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.